if I were to look at my circumstances from the way the outside looks at it, too, oh, my gosh, you're 42 mm-hmm. and you're not married mm-hmm. and you don't have your own house and you don't have any kids yet. Oh, you're, you know, your eggs are all gone by now. <laughs> Ladies in the Wild is one conversation with two completely different lenses. I'm Sharice Corbin. I'm Cecilia Corbin, and we're two sisters with a 21-year age gap. These two decades cause us to have some pretty different ideas about life. So we decided to sit down and talk about the ways these 21 years shape our perspectives to the world around us. One conversation, two lenses, because life is a wild ride. Welcome to to Ladies Ladies in the Wild. Hey, all you listeners out there in the world. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies in the Wild. (laughs) This episode we are calling Single. Ooh. (laughs) So this is going to be about relationships and what it's like to be single at 21 and what it's like to be single at 42. So today we are talking about singleness, being single from two different perspectives, two different age groups. So why don't you start us off? Just tell us what is your dating experience, maybe what's your dating past, and then talk about you as a single person right now. Okay. First of all, I would like to say this is not called dating because one thing I am not an expert on is dating. That is not something I feel like I am good at or that I have been successful at, but something I am very good at and very successful at is being single. Yeah, girl. Yes. So that's what I will focus on. But first of all, I feel like we should lay the foundation. Let's lay the foundation. You are 42 and fabulous and you're single. Thank you. Talk about singleness at your age. I feel like being single at 42 is very hard for other people. Okay. It is not that hard for me Mm. at this point in my life. I'm actually very happy and peaceful uh, being single right now. Mm -hmm. But it's really challenging for other people because not only am I single, Mm -hmm. I have never been engaged. I've obviously never been married. I don't Mm -hmm. have any kids. I have never had a really successful long-term relationship. You've, at 21, had a longer dating relationship than I've Mm. ever had. And so I feel like that is all just super weird for people and really hard for them to (laughs) to Mm -hmm. grasp and understand. And I get that. Like, if I were a a 42-year-old man Mm -hmm. that had never been in a long-term relationship, never been married, never been engaged, people would really think that was weird Mm -hmm. and probably think that he was gay. Just assume that and judge that, right? Mm -hmm. As a woman, thank God, I have a little bit more leeway and people are more kind of accepting Mm -hmm. of it, but it's super weird for people. And I feel like the only way that people can kind of understand it or accept it is, oh, well, you have a career. Mm. Oh, well, you're a television producer in Los Angeles, so you're just super busy and focused on your career. And I think that's a way that they can kind of rationalize mm-hmm. that in in their head. But that's not why I'm single. <laughs> mm. So talk to us about why you are single. I mean, that's a hard question to answer. I'm single because 
I haven't met anybody that I would want to marry. And I've experienced this so much over the years where people are married or in relationships and they just so want me to have that too, especially Mm -hmm. during their super happy times Mm -hmm. (laughs) before things kind of get on the rocks, before they get good again. You know how Mm -hmm. there's peaks and valleys. But I've had so many friends that will try to help me Mm -hmm. like, well, have you done online dating? You should totally do online dating. That is something that's thrown at me all the time. How does how do you feel about that when it is thrown at you? I am so annoyed by it. <laughs> online dating is not for everybody, but mm. everybody thinks it is. Like at my age, people feel like, well, that's the only way you can meet somebody. And I just don't believe that. I mean, I have gone on a couple dates through online dating, both horrible. The mm-hmm. one guy I got into literally an argument with. Really? Yes. Wow. About, oh my goodness. About faith. Oh. Yeah. He just came at me and it turned into this argument. People will ask me, why haven't you met anybody? Why is it so hard for you to to go on dates with people? And I will say, because I want to find another person of faith. Mm-hmm. I cannot completely be myself around someone unless they share that faith mm-hmm. with me. And I feel like at this point, my friends have kind of given up <laughs> now that I'm 42 and a half. In our family, in the Christian community that our family is a part of, it is a bit odd to our community for someone to be your age and be unmarried and happy. Good point. That's what I want to add. A lot of people may be unmarried, but most everyone in our community who is unmarried at your age desperately wants to be married. I really can't think of anybody else that I know kind of in your age range who says, yeah, I'm actually really happy being single. So will you talk about what the difference is for you and what has contributed to you being so happy and fulfilled and comfortable, if I may, I might be inserting words, as a single person at this point in your life? Because that is very unique. Yes, I love this question. I think the biggest part of why I am comfortable and happy and peaceful in my singleness is because of the family structure that I have. I have parents and a sister that I'm very close with Mm -hmm. that is my family. Mm -hmm. We do life together every single day. Mm -hmm. They're not people that I talk to occasionally and visit once a year. My family is my family. Mm -hmm. We are a family unit, all four of us together. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like I'm lacking family Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I'm lacking intimacy or support Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, physically. I feel like I have all of that within my family structure. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's been a huge part of why I don't feel lonely and why I feel fulfilled and supported. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like it has to do with my relationship with God because Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a relationship and an intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that is very fulfilling, too. Not to say that those things take the place of the the intimacy and the relationship with someone of the opposite sex mm-hmm. that I As would. A spouse. It's a completely different thing, that love and that intimacy with a spouse. And I do understand that. Mm-hmm. And there are occasions when I would want that mm-hmm. or long for that. I also feel like it's just God's grace literally beautiful god's grace in this time that uh, just helping me to not have that hole 
mm-hmm. and that longing for something that I don't have. It's like if you don't have something, but you want it so bad, but you don't have it and you don't see it and you can't have it right now, that creates such a hole mm-hmm. in your soul that is just sometimes debilitating and so painful. And I feel like God is there helping me so that I don't have that void and hole. Mm-hmm. And I just see and feel the beauty of my current circumstances. Mm-hmm. I have no attachments. I can travel anywhere in the world mm. at any moment. I have so much freedom in my singleness, and I recognize that, and I mm. see that. And in this season and in my circumstances, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to be single and wish I wasn't single and not be able to enjoy this time and and then look back and say, oh, I wish I would have enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. My circumstances are not the truth of who I am. Mm. This is just my circumstances, right? I can't focus on what I don't have because that's just my circumstances, right? That will change over time. Uh, If I were to focus on my circumstances, life would look really bleak. Mm -hmm. If I were to look at my circumstances from the way the outside looks at it, too. Oh, my gosh, you're 42 Mm -hmm. and you're not married Mm -hmm. and you don't have your own house and you don't have any kids yet. Oh, you're you know, your eggs are all gone by now. (laughs) And oh, you're 42 and not married. Ooh, those wrinkles are coming up, girl. And. At this point, who is going to marry you? Somebody that's older that has all this baggage. And there's just so many ways to look at it. And if I were to focus on that, oof, I would get depressed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I feel like changing my perspective and focusing on what I do have instead of what I don't have is what gets me through life. Mm. What a valuable lesson in contentment. Yeah. There's probably reasons why I am still single, mm-hmm. you know, and have not had a long-term successful relationship. <laughs> there are things in my past that um, have kind of formed <laughs> my opinion on dating, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, the few dating relationships I had, there were some positives, but overall, I mm-hmm. did not choose well. And the guys that I dated were not good fits for me. Mm-hmm. Um And I dated somebody that he told me he was gay Mm. after we had dated for quite a while. And that super rocked my world. Mm -hmm. I did not expect it. I did not see the signs. I did not see it coming. Because when someone's dating you Mm -hmm. and you are in a dating relationship, why would you think otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know? And that just threw me for a loop. And I always like to say that every relationship that the guys are a tool. (laughs) (laughs) She does say that. She has told me that before. So, uh, yeah, guys are a tool. So most of the time they are tools to me. They are jerks (laughs) to me at one point or another. Um, But really what I'm saying by that is they are a tool that teaches me and helps me grow. Mm -hmm. So when that guy told me that he was gay, that was the impetus to get me to go to therapy. But once I got to therapy, I realized that him being gay was not my issue. Mm, Wow. That my issues were far deeper. And that was what I started working through and learning and changing. And so I'm so grateful to him 
<laughs> I'm so grateful to him because I might not have gone to therapy and mm. might not have met Dr. Laurel. And if that hadn't have happened, my life would not be where it Your is now. Your life would be drastically different without that. Drastically different. Which I think is just also a testament to God's ability to turn things that circumstantially look horrifying, look very painful, look like they're just headed for disaster and bring some form of of good out of them. He uses all things. He really does. And so I think to most people on the outside, they would think, how can you ever have this perspective about something like that happening to you? But I think that's just a testament to God's grace to us that he truly can use anything and he will if we'll let him. Yeah, exactly. It's been a journey for me. And I think that's a part of why I'm single, too, because I would not have made a good decision when I was younger. Mm. I would have married somebody that, you know, was not a good fit for me, faith-wise, communication-wise. I feel like there is a lot that I had to work through and a lot of issues that I have in relationships with men that Mm -hmm. I had to work through and just allow myself to get to a point where I would even allow myself to be vulnerable Mm. and truly myself and truly honest and open. That has only been in the last gosh, five to eight years. I mean, before that, me being married, I think would have been a disaster. Mm -hmm. So dating is not a cakewalk is what you might be telling us. Yeah, for me, it's not. What would you offer to maybe somebody in a similar position to you or someone who is younger just about the value of singleness? Because I think that is something that we really want to touch on. Wow. Being able to completely focus on yourself is an incredible, valuable thing. And not in a selfish way, but to have all of the time and all of the energy to just be able to focus on you, Mm. to focus on your spiritual, your physical, your mental health, and to have no other distractions You don't have kids pulling at you. You don't have a husband that needs stuff from you. It's just you. So you can grow yourself Mm. and spend the time that you wouldn't have if you were in a relationship. That is so valuable. And and when I say that, I don't mean just to focus on work and your career and striving for that. Mm -hmm. That is a wonderful thing to be successful in your job. But that's not what I mean. I mean focusing on who you are at your core, not what you do at a job. Yeah. So, Cecilia, I would love to hear from your perspective as a 21-year-old what dating is like for you. You've heard from me that I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> Have I impacted you at all and made you not like dating because you know I don't? Yeah, I think it has to some degree. I would say dating is not a comfortable thing for me. It is a very stretching experience. I am comfortable maybe going on a date or with the idea. And then often when I'm there, I go, oh, this is actually not where I feel most comfortable. This is actually challenging me a little bit. So I would say dating doesn't feel like something that comes naturally to me. I also feel that uh, my upbringing impacted that a little bit, too, because we were both raised like only children. We have such an age gap between us. So I wasn't used to having someone there near my age just doing life with me. 
mm-hmm. a lot of things I did on my own. So it feels foreign to me to just do certain activities with somebody else, <laughs> you okay. know? So that's something that I really had to grow in. At first, I felt like in some of the dating experiences I've had, I'd be like, why are you here? Like, this is weird. I should be by myself right now. And I guess all of that to say, I don't dislike it, but it's also not something that I am jumping at the chance to do all of the time either. We're talking about dating a lot, but really the goal is to talk about singleness. So I want to talk about being a single person right now. So I'm 21. I'm in a stage of a life of life where most of my friends are getting married. Yes. Now, for people who live where you live, that's kind of odd because I think at least in California and around the circle of friends that we have there, people don't get married as young as they do where I live. But I live in the Midwest. We've talked about this before. And it's very normal to get married in college or right after college. That's pretty common. So I've had friends, I had a friend get married at 18. I've had friends get engaged every year since I've been in college. And now that I'm a senior in college, lots of people are getting married. Which I find crazy. It's (laughs) like, like, what? All these kids getting married at, you know, 20, 21. It's just, wow. And that is something that has helped me, too, is that I lived in California. And mm-hmm. so it's not as weird there to be older and unmarried mm-hmm. until I got to this age. Now it's just weird anywhere you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that is very much in full view for me as yeah. a single person is seeing everybody coupling. And if they're not getting married... A lot of people I know want to be in a serious relationship that will lead to marriage. And for me, there are things I see in my own life right now that feel critical to my development as a young person that take a seat ahead of the importance of dating. Okay. You know, I started dating at 16 and I'm 21, so it's not like I have this vast dating experience, but I have dated just to go on dates. I've been in a serious relationship. I've been single. So I have experienced a lot of things on the spectrum of dating aside from engagement and marriage. And as I sit here as a single person, I look at my life and I see ways in which I really need to develop still as a young person that feel more critical and more important to me than dating. I think dating is wonderful and it's a valuable part of your development. But as a 21-year-old, and I want to say this to the people in college too, I don't think that it's critical for you to be dating. Mm. I think it's critical for you to have good social interactions. I think it's critical for you to know how to interact with people of the opposite sex. But I don't think it's critical for you to have a boyfriend or girlfriend at this point. I see in my own life that by rushing to date in some senses, there were other parts of my development that are critical that I think I bypassed because my attention was in the wrong place for me. Mm -hmm. So here I am as a single person knowing that I'm not ready really to be in a committed relationship and I'm definitely not ready for marriage. And to say that to people in our area, people are shocked. So I actually just try not to say it. (laughs) I just try to kind of say like, well, I don't even have my degree yet. I don't have a job yet. There are other things that I want. But if I'm being completely candid, I'm not ready. And I know that. Mm -hmm. And this time, I'm finally ready. And I'm comfortable enough to say, actually, this isn't what I need to be doing and investing myself in right now. 
I don't know when the time will come. And I'm not even here saying that I'm putting a ban on dating in my life for the next four years. That's not at all what I'm saying. You're going to date Jesus? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I know that I am not in a place to be married and I'm not probably going to be in that place for a while. And so I am choosing to try to embrace that fact rather than feel like something is wrong or weird or try to pretend that I'm something I'm not and to lean into this season. Because I I do believe that God can do that for me and he will bring the right person to me at the right time. So I don't need to be afraid or feel like all of my chances are slipping away. I think similarly to you, as I look at my history, I see some ways in which the culture that I grew up in in South Africa really formed some negative opinions about men and dating. Because unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I come from a culture where men really don't respect women in the way that they should. Women are objects and tools. And so I... I know that I have walls built up to try to protect myself from being treated that way. And I have opinions that I apply to men sometimes that aren't always fair. Mm -hmm. So God is in the process of rewriting those things in my heart. And I am wanting to learn how to develop other parts of who I am. So I think in my personal development, like I've always gone for very specific things at just a fast rate of growth. So like, this is my time to be academic. This is my time to do whatever. But I've missed other parts of my development. And I don't want to walk through life without being a whole person. I believe that God wants to do that in me. I believe God wants to grow me as a young person who is socially, emotionally, physically, mentally developed. And this is a wonderful time to do it. I don't want to be 50 looking back and saying, I lived the last 40 years of my life with these incorrect or unhealthy perspectives of men or these incorrect and unhealthy perspectives of success and work. Right. I want to correct those things now. And I think that's a way that you have inspired me. You talked about that earlier and how God has really done a work in your life. And I see that and I want those things for myself. Oh, that means more to me than anything. And as I'm hearing you speaking, I just... I can so relate and see myself where you are, Mm -hmm. and I wish I would have recognized what you recognize right now back then. But I also want to say that it's in the safety of our parents' closet. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's the best for sound recording. (laughs) These things feel really easy to say. I feel safe to say them. I feel feel bold to say them. But that doesn't always mean that remaining true to these things that are on my heart is easy. As a young woman, as a young Christian woman, I feel pressured to want to be married and start a family. Even though that's not what I want right now, I feel pressured to want it right now. Yeah. And I think in the past that has contributed to me really trying to get into dating relationships that I didn't need to be in. Right. Because I thought, oh, this is what everybody else is doing. I need to do this. So if you are a young person in my phase of life who has a similar story and you feel the pressure or you've drank the Kool-Aid in the past, because I have Mm -hmm. too, I want to say that that's not wrong and it's normal and I get it. But I want to encourage you to be able to acknowledge where you are. And then I also want to say there are some young people who are ready. 
Like, I have friends who really do want to be married and are starting today, and I look at them and I think, yeah, I actually think you are really in a place to do this. I think this is a wonderful time for you to do it, and I'm so gung-ho for it. I'm just tired of that being the norm at my age. You don't have to be off the rails either to be able to say, actually, I'm probably not ready to be in a committed relationship. I feel like people also assume that I have some deep, dark issue because I say this at 21. And like, how could you not want to be dating or want to be getting married? And it's not that. I just have things that I still want to work through. All of that to say, I'm 21 and I'm single. And rather than trying to rush out of my singleness or say that it's awful, I'm working to do the opposite right now. I'm working to embrace it and allow the Lord to do a really transformative work in my heart during this time. One of the things that you said that jumped out at me that I feel like is the same between us is people need to be able to put us into a box Mm. so that they can understand us. Mm -hmm. And so you were saying that if you say, well, I don't have my degree yet and I, you know, I'm going to be in psychology and then I have to get my master's Mm -hmm. degree and potentially my doctorate. And so I'm busy doing that. Then people can say, oh, okay, she's busy working on her education for her career. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for me, oh, she's a TV producer in Los Angeles. Okay. She has her career that they can handle. And so that's what we tell people. Mm -hmm. When in reality, that isn't really the true reason why. Mm -hmm. So I feel like people need to just (laughs) be more open and just listen better and understand that there can be other reasons than just the fact that we want to be successful and strive. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, do you feel like there's a hole that there's something missing because you're not in a dating relationship? Ooh, that's a good question. It depends. It depends on the day that you ask me. I think I notice that when I am pursuing the things that really matter, when I am investing myself into my relationship with God, when I am pursuing the relationships that he has given me in family and friendships, and when I'm genuinely invested in my education rather than trying to just pummel through it and just, you know, get just huff it when I'm in that frame of mind. No, my answer is no. Actually, I don't. I think that I feel really content and I almost feel like I have more than I can juggle. (laughs) I'm a full-time student. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I have quite a few extracurricular activities that I'm involved in at my university. I have, I mean, we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Like there are so many things that I'm involved in and doing that dating doesn't feel necessary and it doesn't feel like it's a void. Okay. But I will say when I am not doing those things, that's when I feel the difference. So when I choose to drown myself in romantic comedies (laughs) and just read romance literature and listen to only love songs and think about like dwell on the fact that I'm not in a relationship that's when I feel the void yeah so I do think that you have at least some hand in your approach and your feeling about your singleness I'm in a season where I'm really looking deeply at how I've dated in the past and how I have acted the kind of people that I've picked to date, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So this current reflective state makes me a little less anxious to just jump back into it, you know? But I'm sure that in six months or 
you know, how I don't even know, maybe it'll be two months. I'm sure that there will come a point where I'll think, oh, man, I kind of do want that again or and I'll evaluate it at that point. So it just kind of depends on the day. But I also think it most depends on how I'm living my life, (laughs) what I'm choosing to fill myself with. And I keep wanting to say the word ingest almost. (laughs) Yeah, that's a perfect word. It's a TV word. That shapes a lot of how I view my singleness. You know what I think is very interesting that I hadn't really realized before is that what you're saying is that it's just as hard for you at 21 to be single in Mm. your environment than it is for me at 42. Like people think that you're weird because Mm -hmm. you're single and you don't want to necessarily be dating right now. And you're only 21, Mm -hmm. but that's the environment you're in. Uh, And I just think that that's a really interesting point Mm -hmm. to bring out. It really depends on where you live, too. Yep, that can play a huge role in it. Something that I want to ask you, and I want you to be completely honest, what do your friends think about the fact that you have a 42-year-old sister that is still single and has never been married? Oh, yeah, gotcha. I think people who know you, the resounding comment I hear is just like, I can't believe she's not married yet. I will say that even when I was younger, I didn't understand your perspective as well as I do now. So being in college and us becoming closer as I've been older has helped me understand where you come from a lot more. Because as I would say, like as a high schooler, I was kind of like, why don't you want to get married? Or why are you resisting (laughs) this? Or da 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 And now, probably just because I can relate to a lot of things that you're saying more, it doesn't seem as odd to me. And I think I also know that when you get married, it will really change our family structure and the way that we do things. And I'm not at all unwilling. You won't get married unless you meet the man that you want to marry. Like I know that because for (laughs) you, we just had too many conversations. So I know that you will be completely choosing something that you want and you will be happy to be getting married if you do. And I will be thrilled for you if that day comes or when that day comes. But we kind of have a really cushy little deal going on (laughs) right now, you know? Yeah. Like we get to see each other. We get to travel with one another. You can be here and all of that is going to change if yeah. somebody else comes into the family and we will welcome them, but it's going to take some adjusting. And so I don't feel as anxious to get to that point either. Our whole family has been really close, especially with hashtag quarantine and yes. Corona. Yes. So I see the value of what we have in a way that I didn't understand when I was 16. Yeah. And I don't think that cultural norms are worth embracing. Ooh, OK, I'm going to make a big statement. I don't think that we have to embrace things that are normal just to be normal. And so I think like there is as much value in being single as there is in being married. It's not worth it to just embrace an accepted standard just because that's what people do. I don't want to do that. I only want to be married if that's what God wants for me, truly. Something else I would just like to say is that this has changed for me over the years. Mm. It has not always been easy for me to be single. And I I just want to make that known. Like there have been times where I have so longed to be married Mm. and to be in a romantic relationship. And because of that, that's one of the reasons why I've chosen some people that are not the right people, um, just because I've longed for that romantic, intimate companionship You know, and there was a time where I really felt like now is the time. I feel like I have 
healed so much and dealt with so much of my crazy negative past with um, dating and relationships. Now's the time when I'm going to meet my husband. Didn't happen. Didn't Mm -hmm. happen. Then I get to 37 and I'm in the gynecologist and he says, well, if you want to get pregnant, you should really try soon because at 35, you start being geriatric with pregnancies, (laughs) which I hate that term. Like you are old to be pregnant at 35. Mm. And so at 37, it's like, oof, yep, these eggs are are going (laughs) away. So you better do it now. And that was just like, there's certain times in life when things happen like that. It's just a slap in your face of you're still single. And now you're not going to be able to have a baby. And now, you know, all. So there there are certain moments where it's just like, oh, and turning 40. Mm -hmm. That slapped me in the face. It's like, oh, my gosh. How am I 40 Mm -hmm. and I don't have all of these things? Mm -hmm. Because of the way life has gone, I've had to work through these things and kind of come to grips with the situation of life that I'm in. And at 40, I was really depressed about Mm -hmm. not being married and not having kids. Mm -hmm. Then I started working through it and going, you know what? I want to adopt anyway. Mm -hmm. I don't need to have a child for my loins. (laughs) You are just as much our child Mm -hmm. as if mom would have birthed you Mm -hmm. out of herself. So I don't need that Mm -hmm. to feel like a mom personally. You know, some people do and I don't deny them of that, but I don't need Mm -hmm. that. So now my mission will be whoever I find to marry, they will have to want to adopt as well Mm -hmm. and want to have a family. So I've had to work through this over time. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because I think it's important to acknowledge that this attitude that we have on this podcast, which I feel has been really upbeat and positive towards being single and is highlighting the value of it. We are passionate about that and it is truthful for us. Mm -hmm. But there are also moments where you don't always feel that. Even at 21, sometimes, which it feels weird to say this because I'm so young, but as I've been on this journey, there are moments when I get really sad and I think, wow, I would love to have romantic companionship in this way. So I'm not always sitting here as this pillar of confidence who's gung-ho about the season that I'm in, but I don't want to waste it. That's what I know. Of all the things that I really feel, I don't want to waste this time. It's where I am, and there's no sense in me pretending that I'm not here right now. And I'm so tired of living my life behind a facade and trying to Mm -hmm. be who people need me to be or what I feel will not ruffle feathers or make people most comfortable. I get a choice in how I respond to this. I get a choice in how I approach this. I don't want to jump into a relationship or jump into the search for a mate having these issues and come back here in a year and say, you weren't ready and you jumped into it and now you've landed yourself in this same place because you have patterns of behavior you didn't address you have wounds you didn't acknowledge you have things going on in your heart that you didn't discuss and talk about Mm -hmm. and set myself on a path to not have successful relationships so why don't i just do the work now because it's where i am so why don't i just do it and it's not always easy and it's not always enjoyable but man if you let god meet you in this place in a place of being single you will be amazed at what happens. 
So there is there is so much here, people. Sharice, is it safe yeah. to say that it is wild? A <laughs> hundred million percent. I mean, I always say this at the end, but as always, we would like to say thanks yeah. for listening. We appreciate you for listening. Hashtag focus up, everybody. So until next time, this has been Ladies in the Wild. <laughs> To see some photos of Cecilia and I being single and fabulous, go check out the episode notes on our Instagram page at Ladies in the Wild Podcast or on our website at ladiesinthewild.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, why not give us five stars and write a review on Apple Podcast? That really helps us to get the word out. This has been a production of CNC Think Factory. All conversations and opinions produced by Sharice and Cecilia Corbin. Graphics by Sharice Corbin. Additional writing by Cecilia Corbin. Editing by Sharice Corbin. And original music by the most amazing composer, Jason Brand.